All right. Hi. Welcome to the Commented Podcast. This is another side episode where we go over a show that only maybe two of us have watched. So today we are going to be discussing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm Corey. And I'm Marin. All right. Uh, so basically, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a 2021 American miniseries created and written by Malcolm Spellman. Uh, he doesn't have too many works under his belt, but he did write a couple episodes of Empire. And it was also directed by Kari Skogland. Uh, so she is known for directing episodes of The Walking Dead, Handmaiden's Tale, House of Cards. She's done a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. And the show was specifically written for Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus, of course, because, you know, they have to put everything on there to get more people to (laughs) subscribe. That's working. Yeah, it's definitely working. They have some of the best shows I've seen so far. And yeah, the story is based on Marvel Comics character Sam Wilson, Falcon, who was played by Anthony Mackie, and the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, who was played by Sebastian Stan. These people are basically the same people from all the other Marvel movies. (laughs) The series ran for about six episodes, uh, which is significantly shorter than uh, WandaVision, right? WandaVision was like nine or 12, something like that. And at the conclusion of the series, it was announced that Captain America 4 is in production and it's going to be a direct continuation of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All right, and also, if you have anybody from Atlanta, you probably noticed this, but the show was filmed downtown in Atlanta by Georgia State University and across from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, like, literally, I I didn't, I I did not, I didn't, I I did not see any of the Georgia locations until I saw a TikTok about it. Are you? (laughs) I'm so serious. The reason why I noticed that first so in the second episode, remember that scene where he visits, visits Isaiah Bradley in like the mm-hmm. hood or whatever? So I think I'm pretty sure my aunt lives over there because I've been over there a few times oh, and I'm pretty okay. sure it's literally that neighborhood right across the street from the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Oh, like wow. when you're going down Northside <laughs> Drive, Magnolia no Street or whatever clue. it's called. My thing is, though, I think a part of it was when I notice where these Marvel films are, it takes me out of the film. Like it really, really just, yeah, like when I whatever last one we were the was released or something that was filmed in there i saw adderhold the adderhold area and it like took me out of the film and it ruins it for me so i think a part of it my brain was like we're just not gonna let her recognize any of this yeah for me it doesn't really take me out of the film i'm kind of like oh my gosh georgia pride wow (laughs) you're in atlanta like i think what did I just watch? Okay, I literally just watched Venom for the first time a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and they were literally on Georgia State's campus. Like, you could see the Walgreens and everything, and I was like, dang, like, y'all didn't even try to hide it. But yeah, so basically, what we're going to do is kind of a off-the-top recap. This is not going to be, like, every single thing that happened in the show, of course, you should know what happened in the show if you watched it. <laughs> if you didn't watch it, I don't know why you're listening to this because it's all going to be full of spoilers. Yeah. If you're but, here for like a detailed recap, do not. No, this is not the episode or podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to like literally go into every single Easter egg or none of that. No. If you want to know all the Easter eggs, though, I recommend going to the YouTube channel Emergency Awesome. He basically knows everything there is to know about Marvel. So. 
All right. Uh, should we start from episode one, I guess? Yeah. Like, okay, so do you want to go? Because I, I can remember it, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I, I know every single thing. All I, okay, so I know that you're going to have to fill in some part for me. The episode starts with like Sam in like... Um, flying in the air like he's like part he's like trying to save somebody that's what i remember he's um he's on a mission that's all i remember for the first episode the first beginning part it's like a whole 10 minutes of him trying to catch these people that are in these like what is it yeah. called the the little outfit like they they're important <sighs> the outfit the, cause <laughs> thing, i really the- don't remember anything <laughs> Were they in like soldier uniforms or? No, wasn't he like? Wasn't he like fo- in the air following these um these group of people that were in these like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like they were they, never mind. Ignore it. Ignore it. Go on with what you're no, saying. No, yeah, because I remember I remember the show starts off with this huge theatrical action scene yeah. for the first ten minutes, like a movie basically. Exactly. But I legitimately cannot remember what these people were wearing or like why he was after them. I just know. Neither that basically I. they kind of go into how like he's on a mission and he is no longer a official army agent so he's mm-hmm. kind of doing like contract work yeah um and then i'm on the i'm using okay just to let everybody know i'm using vulture.com to give like recaps of this episode and so basically it goes starts with like it opens with a 10 minute aerial combat sequence um for the show and as we said we don't remember um why sam is doing any of that but basically after the whole action thing ends torres which is like a friend who works with sam they um tell sam about this what they label the people in the show label a terrorist group called the flag smashers right yeah and the flag smashers basically they're an organization that they're an anti-nationalist organization they're not i mean depending on whose side you're on they're terrorists as in all things yeah yeah, but their ultimate goal is kind of just to restore things how they were before the blip which is when everyone returned after being snapped Mm -hmm. by thanos and what we learned in the show is that basically during the times where all those half the population was gone like every single country you know worked together to help people and whatnot and when everybody came back people got pushed out of the positions that they were in and evicted from the homes by the original owners and stuff Mm -hmm. and so the flag smashers they basically just want like i said to restore everything and mainly they were created in i don't know the right word for it but they're fighting the GRC, mm-hmm. which is the Global Reparation Repatriation. That is a word. Wow. Repatriation. <laughs> the Global Repatriation Council. And they were created to help all the people who came back after the blip. And what their goal is in the show is they want to pass a law to deport everybody who was displaced during the blip to the original countries and people are like no we have new lives like you just can't do that and that's where the flag smashers come in yeah it's a very um like it's a situation that felt very real to me i'm like wow like this is everybody coming back and suddenly 
you have to move out of your home because it was a really originally owned by someone else like i don't know i yeah. just i was like wow that's like a situation that i could actually that made sense in the time that was happening you know like i'm happy they went into it and they didn't like gloss over it you know how like when we watch superhero superhero movies and like they go to New York and absolutely destroy the city. And then next movie comes in and New York is perfectly fine again. Yeah. And they just ignore it. Like they don't address anything. That's, I hate when they do that, but this was like addressing a situation that happened, you know? Yeah. That that was one thing about this show. Like, I feel like they handled things very realistically. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like you were saying, other superhero movies going to specifically talk about Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> when, <laughs> when they do stuff. They don't, like, there's no real repercussions. Like, remember in Wonder Woman when everybody, like, returned their wishes or whatever and nothing yeah. happened after? And the whole time I was sitting there, like, this is just not real. Because there's going to be one Exactly. Like, there's going to be one person. There has to be a little person who's not going to return their wish. Like, it didn't make any sense. No, everybody returned their wish. What? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. But yeah, moving on. Um, so the first episode basically is a, it just tells you what has been happening in this world, in the Marvel universe so far. And it takes place, this series takes place a few months after um, WandaVision. So WandaVision was like a few weeks after Endgame. So this wow. is a few, a couple months, like a good amount of time to where things have like a new normal type situation. And then also in this episode, um, we kind of see Sam struggle with the idea of becoming the new Captain America. Because if you remember at the end of the last Avengers movie, Steve gave him the shield because he wanted him to be the next Cap. But Sam is kind of like, he's kind of against the government. So yeah. he doesn't want to take on that responsibility while also hating the U.S. government. So <laughs> it is a big role for him to take. Yeah. But um, and then we get introduced to not introduced, but we see uh, Bucky and his little um, not his little, but his we're introduced to him in his therapy session, right? Yeah, yeah. As he's trying to acknowledge you know some of the things he's done in his past even though technically he was under control and how he's trying to what is it called like work through all the problems yeah, he and, has. Re- and yeah. repent for everything that he's done or all the people he's killed and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then we're introduced to sam's sister which is like really interesting to me because i don't know about you but when it comes to sam and um Bucky or you know the Falcon there are two characters I really didn't acknowledge in any of the other films so it was kind of nice to see like a background story to them see Sam's family and stuff like that so I thought the introduction of his sister was really cool yeah for me as far as Bucky he of course is extremely popular on mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe because of uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So I knew a lot about him, but mm-hmm. for Sam, I didn't... They barely kind of went into his background in the movies and stuff. So like yeah. you said, it was just, like, really nice for, to see, like, he has a family and... Yeah. Like, it was just really good to see them actually give him, like, a for real backstory and go into depth exactly. about it. 
And at the end, just to skip forward, because if you're listening to this, you've obviously seen the episode already. There, they introduce the new Captain America, which oh, um, <laughs> right, that's what happens in the first episode, right? Yeah, that literally happens at the very end of the first episode. But also, like, just to go back a little bit in this episode, doesn't um Bucky go on a date with uh this yeah, lady at the? <laughs> I think I just glo- I barely remember that I was I was reading a recap and I somebody said that happened and I was like oh he did like she like got him a beer or something right like was that she yeah he went on yeah. a date with the waitress at the sushi bar he frequently yeah. goes to the reason he went on this date is because he's friends with this old Asian man and basically he kind of was his wingman and got him set up on the date we also <laughs> learn i think we learned in this episode that bucky killed his son which is oh, really yeah. unfortunate <laughs> but yeah bucky goes on this date and like i can't i don't think it, it didn't go too well it went okay but like yeah. it wasn't like the best date ever and He's he also says to be going on yeah he, right he probably mentally. is not emotionally available <laughs> he's probably really emotionally unavailable but yeah, he he kind of talks about too how like during this time he's been on like dating apps and stuff, and people are telling him that they talk like his grandfather, or talk like their grandfather and stuff like that, which I thought was really funny because he is like a hundred years old, yeah, so it true. makes sense. And then and then at the very end, we're introduced to the new Captain America. Right? People were pissed. Yeah, John Walker. <laughs> John. I, I remember just, for me specifically when they showed him at the end, I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I knew something had to happen with the name Captain America and somebody in this show. So when he popped up, I was like, of course, of course, um, yeah. the government would disrespect Captain um, uh, Steve and, and Sam, Sam like this. Of course, they would disrespect Yeah, because Sam literally had, he, Sam gave them the shield back thinking he gave the government the shield back thinking that they were gonna just put it in the smithsonian with the cap exhibit but nah they're like let me find some random army soldier with like top scoring on all physical traits and make him captain america (laughs) and like no shade to wyatt russell you know i'm sure he's he's a great actor he played his role really (laughs) well but for some reason when they showed him at the end of the episode i got really racist vibes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I felt like he would say slurs to me when they showed him. It's cause it's like I don't know. I feel that I understand that feeling. Yeah, like this is not about Wyatt Russell specifically. This is about the character he played. Like yeah. the character was giving very much racist, very Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what it was giving. Um, but okay. yeah. And so episode two, we kind of get introduced more to John Walker. Um, We see him go back to his old high school, which kind of feels like an HBCU. (laughs) Like they were doing like, (laughs) they had like the whole marching band out and everything. And we see his uh, vaguely ethnic wife. I think she's mixed. Yeah. And his black best friend. (laughs) Of Um, course. Lamar Hoskins. If there's one thing Marvel will do is give... The, give you a black and white cup duo that they're gonna they, be working for real. together <laughs> for real they will always do that but yeah they kind of 
introduce us to John Walker and he has this Good Morning America interview where he kind of talks about how he always looked up to Captain America and why he's taken on this role and how he will be the best cap that they all have ever seen and how he's going to protect everyone and whatnot. And then um, we also end up seeing Bucky kind of go off on Sam like, why the hell did you give the shield back? <laughs> like you shouldn't have done this. And don't they end up going on a mission, right? That's when they yeah. first encounter the Flag Smashers. Yeah, they go on a mission because they something about they think they think somebody is in a truck that is being um, transporting vaccines, right? Yeah. So they, they find out in, that yeah. there's people stealing vaccines, and so they go on this mission to try to stop them, and you know they see the woman on the truck, right? Mm-hmm. And they think she's a hostage. <laughs> so when... The, Where were they who gets them? on the truck? Isn't it Bucky who gets on yeah, the truck, right? Yeah, Bucky. Yeah, he's the one that opens yeah. it and gets in. Yeah, he gets in the truck thinking that he's going to save her. And so he walks up to her and he's like, are you okay? And this girl just smiles and then proceeds to beat his ass and, like, <laughs> try to kill him. No, for real. Like, that whole scene, um, including when John Walker and what is his sidekick's name? Um, Battlestar or Battle Lamar Star. Hoskins is his when, real when name. When Lamar walks in, all their asses get kicked. All of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would yeah, say this is probably, when we learn there are more super soldiers. Yeah. They, it was probably more of, I feel like, the element of surprise that took them because they were not expecting them to be that strong. But yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Because I can't imagine being like, I'm pretty sure Bucky thought he was like the he he didn't think he was the only super soldier, of course, because yeah. he showed off Isaiah Bradley in this episode. But he thought he was like one of two. <laughs> so exactly. seeing this random girl who has no muscles at all, she just looks normal, <laughs> and then she starts beating you up. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Bucky and Sam and John Walker and Lamar encounter one another and they all meet. Bucky, of course, immediately does not like John. He does not fuck with him at all. Of course, because, you know, Ca- um, Captain America was his best friend. So I can see why he wouldn't like John a lot. And John Walker wants to work with Sam and Bucky, but they're like, no, we don't like you. We also learn that the government has been spying on Sam this whole time. <laughs> of course they have. <laughs> But yeah, and later on in the episode, we get introduced to Isaiah Bradley. So he was the first black super soldier, I believe, Mm -hmm. like the very first one. And we kind of learned that he was tested on on by the government to create a new super soldier. Mm -hmm. And they kind of used him as a weapon before basically... Lock him, lock him up for like 30 years and experimenting on him the whole time. And it kind of shows you, I don't know how to describe it, but like kind of how corrupt the government is mm-hmm. and like how the super soldier program basically was just really like corrupt and, you know, harmful to a lot of different people. Because you can see like you would think that this war hero basically would be celebrated and stuff, but no, like. They experimented on him. They kept Locked him away from him his family. For like, what, yeah, and 13 then, years? Or was it, was it 13 or 30? 30? It was 30, 30 yeah. yeah. And this man, yeah, Isaiah locked- Bradley, is rightfully angry about it. To the, angry, yeah. angry and hurt, in my opinion. I think a mixture of both. 
Yeah, because they locked him away for so long and they erased him from mm-hmm. everything. They didn't acknowledge him at all. So, yeah, we get to see that. I think this is the same episode, too, where after Bucky introduces Sam to Isaiah, they go outside and they start arguing, right? And then the cops yeah. show up. Literally, yeah, yeah, Immediately, okay. um, Sam is racially profiled. Yeah, Just yeah. This is when the show was... really started getting real yeah. for me. Because it was so real. That whole scene was very realistic. They're in a predominantly, a predominantly black neighborhood um, in which... From what we're seeing from the scene, Bucky is the only white man in, and these cops come up and then racially profile Sam. And I was yeah, like, yeah, basically, okay. Him, him, and Bucky were not even really arguing; they no. were having a discussion, like a heated discussion, of course. And the cops show up and immediately are like, "Oh, is this guy harassing you?" And they're talking to Bucky like, "Is Sam harassing you?" And he's like, "No, I don't need you. We're just talking. We're friends." And then. The cops continue to try to be like, oh, is he harassing you? And it, they almost arrest him until they figure out that he is Falcon. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're Falcon. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. And which <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, they actually had came to arrest Bucky because he had a warrant out for his arrest <laughs> because he didn't go to therapy. <laughs> and he goes and that's when we get to see when... They they go to Bucky sent to jail or whatever, and he's what bailed out by John Walker, right? Yeah. And then Bucky's therapist comes and she's like, "I need you and Sam to come into like her little therapy session." And that's when we get to see a little bit of how um, Bucky's actually feeling. I guess we get a little bit into like what's going on in his mind. You're talking about but when him and um Sam have that like couples yeah, therapy scene. And which by the way was um was something they did just on the spot, was not in the script. Yeah, completely improvised. Yeah, that shows exactly. you how much chemistry they have exactly. as actors. But when Bucky talks about how he thinks Sam might have been wrong about him, about him being a hero, right? Yeah. And that he thinks- so yeah, I remember now. He basically is saying that the reason why he was so upset that Sam gave the shield back to the government is because that means that Sam thinks that Steve was wrong about him being a good person and being, you know, worthy of being the next Captain America. Yeah. And so if Steve was wrong about Sam, that means that Steve was also wrong about Bucky, which Bucky mm-hmm. feels very, I guess, insecure about or very hurt by. Yeah. Like the thought of that. He went years of being under complete control and killing so many people. And basically the only person that originally believed in him that was willing to work with him was his best friend, Steve, as we saw in um, whatever that movie was when there was... Um, oh, Captain America yeah, exactly. and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, was it also this episode where we kind of... It might be episode two, episode three, where they show what Bucky was doing while he was at Wakanda, and they show how um, Shuri was like trying to help him deprogram, basically, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't kill people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I felt like that scene when he started crying, though, I felt so bad. Like I felt so <laughs> bad when he was crying because he's finally free after years. I can't imagine what that felt like, but at the same time, like. 
it led Bucky to finally, like, he has to deal with everything he's done. Like, even though Bucky didn't do it on purpose, he still killed a bunch of people. And, like, yeah. as we saw, the man that, the 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 man whose son he killed, that was just, like, an innocent bystander, right? It wasn't... Yeah, he was on, like, a mission to yeah. kill some Hydra people. And that guy, I think he just happened to live in that apartment building. Exactly. And so, I think... You know, Bucky being free led to him finally having to deal with everything that happened. Everybody he killed, you know, and he couldn't just, you know, he couldn't just go on with his life with everything that happened. Yeah, exactly. And so then at the end of this episode, basically, Bucky suggests that they use... Uh, Baron Zemo, who was the villain from Age of Ultron, I believe. Mm-hmm. He he's a Marvel. You know what was funny? I don't remember this villain at all. I need to go back and rewatch all the Marvel movies because I really when don't I, remember him. When I tell you, I don't. I realize from this movie, I do not remember anything that happened in any of the Captain America movies at all. Like I'm going to have to go rewatch them in order to watch this next film. Yeah, I remember. I kind of remember the basics of each Captain America movie, but I don't know all the direct details. Hold on one second. Okay. But yeah, I don't remember all the exact details of every movie. Like, I can tell you the basic plot line, but like, as far as Baron Zemo, like, I just, I could not tell you where he came from. Like, I I feel like he was from Avengers Age of Ultron, but like, I don't remember him. I just remember Ultron. I'll just have to take your word for it because when I tell you, I do not remember at all who this man was. He popped, he popped up in the film and I was like, in the show and I was like, I should know who that is, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah. And so basically Bucky is kind of like, we need to get him to help us with the flag smashes problem. And he kind of describes how they would get him out. Right. Mm -hmm. In the third episode, at least he describes how they would get um, Zemo out. And Sam is like, we're not going to do that. There's no way that's going to happen. And then Zemo (laughs) walks in. So that kind of implies that Bucky had already went through with his plan. Yeah. He just was telling Sam just to tell him, basically. Because he knew so he Sam was saying no. Yeah. So he yeah, just went ahead yep. and did it. His whole montage of him describing the plan as it's happening real time. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so Sam, Zemo, and Bucky travel to Madripoor, which I learned is an actual place in the Marvel Universe. It's just very different from how they portrayed it in this TV series. Because mm-hmm. I think in like the comics, Madripoor is some place that the X-Men often go to or the X-Men okay. villains live at or whatever. But yeah, Madripoor is basically like a criminal island like where a bunch of criminals and lawless people live. And the whole island is run by this mysterious person named the Power Broker. So Zemo gives Bucky and Sam these disguises. Well, he doesn't give uh, Bucky one because everybody knows who the Winter Soldier is. He just has Bucky continue to act like he's this, like brainwashed person and he has sam dress up as some rich guy (laughs) who um sam thinks looks like a pimp and then zemo's like oh why do you think a well-dressed black man is a pimp first of all zemo is kind of (laughs) woke no no for real (laughs) he's real he's with the culture because 
this i didn't i skipped over it but basically before this happened they were all on a plane and they were talking about marvin gay's trouble man album and zemo basically <laughs> is like this was an accurate depiction of the african-american experience back in the 60s blah blah, blah. and i'm just like ding okay. like you're so educated you're a little bit of a villain but i see that you have some you know you educate yeah, you're smart you- even sam was like i don't like this guy but damn he's right like he's not lying (laughs) it was so funny too i saw this tiktok and this girl was like zemo would uh text me in the morning good morning my beautiful black queen salutations (laughs) or whatever like that that's exactly he would do it exactly like that that's how he talks too like (laughs) for real but yeah they go to madripoor to basically find the scientist who the power broker hired to create super soldier serum because they want to track down this serum and get rid of it. Uh, also forgot to mention Zemo hates super soldiers. Uh, this will be really important later. And is there a kinda... reason why he doesn't like it? Is it, is this where he makes the supremacist quote? No, it's not. It's not. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, this is this may not be the exact scene where he makes the supremacist cold. I may it may have been on the plane in the scene I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But Zemo, his he was Sokovian, so he's from the place that uh I believe the Scarlet Witch is from, right? And you know how their whole country mm-hmm. was destroyed in the age of Ultron and whatnot. Yeah. So basically he gives this speech saying how like essentially super soldiers create like idols in society people who Mm. like look up to them and put them above like the law and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he says like when people blindly follow people like that you get people like hitler Um, and whatnot so that's i think i see it on um i'm using the vulture again and they said yeah people are put on um pedestals their flaws are forgotten and that leads to problems yeah exactly so that's why he, he doesn't like them but yeah and so while they're in Madripoor, they run into Sharon Carter, who remember I think she was in Captain America: Civil War. She is like the descendant of Agent Carter, uh, Steve's. I can't say ex girlfriend because he went back in time <laughs> and like she, married this is her. Also so another character I barely remember. I like she popped up on the screen. And I was like, I should also know who she is, and I don't know who she is. But yeah, I, I remember her. I remember her. Oh no, I. D- Uh, I just, yeah, I didn't know who she was, but I could tell she was important from the way Sam was reacting to have seen her. Yeah, she basically, she had a really minor role in Captain America. Um, I think it was either Captain America Civil War. No, it had to be. Civil War is the one where he's like a fugitive, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she was from Captain America in the Civil in the Civil War. She kind of assisted him and became a fugitive also along with mm-hmm. um Sam and Bucky when they were fighting Hydra. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, they run into her and she helps them navigate through Madripoor and you know, gives them information to find the uh power broker. And so they all head to like this I don't know what to call it, like a dock, like a shipping yard, container yard or whatever like that. They head there uh, because the scientist, Dr. Nagel, was working in a lab somewhere down there creating more super serums, Mm -hmm. super soldier serum. That's a tongue twister. But 
when they get down there, um, you know, Sam and Bucky are interrogating him, right? And then Zemo decides to just shoot him in the head. He said, what I'm going to make sure is no one will be able to make these serums again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, while y'all are trying to get information, I'm just going to go ahead and complete my separate mission. <laughs> but yeah, the whole time, um, of course, there are people after them. Forgot to mention that when they had went to Madripoor, they went into this club and they talked to this lady named Selby, right? And I can't remember. They don't, I don't think they ever said who shot her. But no. when they were talking to her, she got assassinated. And so now there's a bounty on their head because people think that they killed her. Mm. But yeah, so the people who are after them, even, they find out where they are um, at the shipping yard. So they're chasing them down. And then there's this whole huge action sequence. We see Zemo kill a couple more people. He's pretty good with a gun i was very surprised i thought he was just gonna be like useless but yeah and they fight uh eventually they're able to escape and then we see agent carter stay behind that was really suspicious of her when she did that especially when she was talking to that lady saying like we have a bigger issue i was trying to figure out what she meant by that wow i really i really i think also um I think I might have zoned out episode three, if I'm going to be very honest, because I realized, like, as I was watching recaps that, like, her character was really important to this show. And yeah, I did. I really, like, ignored her character towards the end. I think it might have been part of I must have been doing something when I was watching the show and not really been paying attention because I didn't like. When, like, I really, when she said that, when it was like, we have a bigger problem, I thought she was talking about having beat all these men up and, and like, bl- um, and the fact that this entire shipyard just was blown up. Like, I really didn't think much about what she meant when she said that. Yeah, I think the reason why I was suspicious, because I was just kind of like, I thought you were just on this island dealing in stolen art. Like, what do you mean we have a bigger problem? Like, what's going on there? But yeah, um, also in the same episode, we see the Flag Smashers raid the GRC storage facility, and I'm pretty sure they blow it up, right? Yeah, Carly, Carly does it without letting the other people know, because then the guy in the cargo, like, wasn't he shocked when the building blew up? Yeah, he was like, there are still people in there. And then mm-hmm. I think she says something along the lines of, this is the only way they'll get the message. yeah. And then, yeah, and I don't think we went into who Carly was, but she's the leader. She's the leader of the um, Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. And this is the same episode that John Walker gets his ass beat by the Dora Milaje, Mil- Mil- right? Dora Milaje. I think Dora that's Milaje. in the next. That's in the episode four. Oh, okay, so okay. in episode three, at the very end, we see Bucky, he picks up this thing off the ground. I can't remember the exact word for it, but this little bead is what the Wakandans use to communicate with one another, right? Mm-hmm. And he sees it and he immediately knows that it belongs to Ao, who mm-hmm. is a member of the Dora Milaje, which is the guards for um, the Black Panther mm-hmm. and like the king of Wakanda or whatever. And he spent so much time there that he can immediately recognize who it belongs to. So he walks around this corner and she's standing there like, yo, like, we know that you let Zemo out. And I'm just here to let you know that we're going to come get him soon. So be prepared for that. But yeah. And then in episode four, we see 
uh well this is kind of skipping ahead so i'll just wait a second but so episode four we know that ao had gave bucky like exactly eight hours to give up zemo or do whatever he needed to do with zemo before they come and get him because the reason why they want Zemo's and the reason why Zemo was in jail or one of the reasons he murdered King T'Chaka, which is T'Challa's father, the Black mm-hmm. Panther. So they're still on their mission to find the Flag Smashers and they get information about uh, Carly Morgenthau's, the leader of the Flag Smashers. They get information about her grandmother or her mother. They died. She died, and she had a funeral recently. It was very so quick. On, like, yeah, the whole like, scene. They really didn't go deep into that character and like what she really meant to Carly. Yeah, we just know that she was like really important to Carly and all the Flag Smashers, and I feel yeah. like maybe she took in a lot of refugees. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she had died, so there's a funeral for her. And Sam and Bucky wanted to use this opportunity to confront Carly. And Sam, he doesn't want to kill Carly because he thinks she can be changed. Mm-hmm. But John Walker, mm-hmm. very <laughs> angry man, very impatient. Hot-headed. Is what yes, like very, very hot-headed. He wants violence. He doesn't yeah. want peace. He wants problems always. Like, <laughs> But yeah, so Sam, you know, he has this really good conversation with Carly about their different ideologies and how she's doing things the wrong way, basically. And Carly seems like she really understands what he's saying. Yeah. And things are, they seem like they're going to work out, like it could have a peaceful ending. But then John Walker comes out of nowhere and decides that he wants to beat her up. And so they fight or whatever. Zemo, of course, is off in the corner destroying Super Soldier Serum because once again, he's on a mission. <laughs> like, he doesn't care about anything else that's going on. <laughs> yeah, so he, they fight. Um, Carly gets away. John Walker gets his ass beat, of course, because once again, he's just a regular man. Like, he, mm-hmm. he has, you know, above average physical abilities, but he is no Super Soldier. Yeah. And it kind of shows throughout the series that he has a real complex about this. Like he's very insecure about it. And so when he sees that there is a vial of super soldier serum on the floor that Zemo forgot to destroy, he decides, Oh, I'm going to pick this up and use it. But they don't show him using it. They kind of show him just taking it and walking away from the scene, like stealing it or whatever. And so later in the episode, (sighs) Sam, Bucky, and Zemo are chilling at Zemo's like apartment or whatever. And the Dora Bellage just show up out of nowhere. No, it was Sam, Bucky, Zemo, and John Walker. Mm-hmm. And I, was Lamar there? I can't remember. I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah, so the Dora Bellage, they make good on their promise. They're like, we gave you eight hours. And so they show up. This is probably one of the best scenes in the entire um, series, but John Walker, (laughs) he thinks that because he is Captain America, he can like talk to the Dora Milaje any kind of way he wants. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you don't have jurisdiction here in the Dora Milaje or like, we have jurisdiction wherever we are. Like, you don't get to tell us what to do. (laughs) And so he decides 
I'm, he's gonna he decides that he's gonna put his hand on her shoulder like you know uh in a really he wasn't trying to be confrontational he was trying to put his hand on her shoulder in a very friendly manner but the thing is don't touch people without their permission yeah <laughs> and so he puts his head on her shoulder and she immediately just starts beating his ass like she flips him throws him around <laughs> They like all the door melage basically beat everyone in that room's ass, including Bucky, yeah, take who's a whole super soldier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see Ao, she's fighting Bucky, and then she does like some quick, like Naruto type hand moves, like, and his whole <laughs> arm just falls off. Literally, and Sam's like, You know, they could do that. He's like, No, <laughs> just- right? <laughs> People were, you know, what's so funny. I heard that people were really upset by this scene. They're like, how could they put this this fail safe into Bucky's arm? Why would they make it so they can disarm it? Um, you know that they think that he killed their former king, right? Like, like of course they're gonna put this thing in their his of course they're gonna make it so they can disarm him if they need to. Like they're not stupid. It would be stupid for them to just trust him blindly. Exactly. They've there's uh, there's really no reason why they need to trust him blindly. They're not friends, at least when he originally yeah. got there. Yeah, they weren't friends when they first got there. So, of course, they... I mean, they like him now, of course, yeah. but still, you should expect them to still, like, you know, eye him a little bit or keep an eye on him or be able to disarm him if they need mm-hmm. to because he could still be a threat. He's not a yeah. threat now, but to them, he could still be. Their so, country, their peoples, who comes first... Not yeah exactly else. exactly exactly i wish people understood that because they were so hurt like i can't believe they did that to bucky girl shut up like <laughs> it's not that serious <laughs> but yeah so after this fight after john walker is humiliated and what's that word for de-emasculated i think that's the word emasculated, or emasculated. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's all sad and shit like that they weren't even and, super soldiers i'm like yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah that shows you that you need some more training like <laughs> but isn't this the episode where he has the conversation with lamar and he's like if you had the serum would you take it yeah yeah and, and so say yes that like if he had the opportunity yeah lamar says i'm pretty sure he says yeah i would take it if i had the opportunity but i think he also says something along the lines of like the serum only it only makes you more of what you already are like it's not going to completely change you it's going to make you more of what you already are but lamar you know he's unaware that his friend has super soldier serum and so his his friend John is a little psycho <laughs> and he has anger issues. So he doesn't know that, you know, he's basically suggesting for this violent man to take the super soldier serum. But mm-hmm. also in this episode, um, Sam and Bucky try once again to talk to Carly. But once again, John Walker who has taken the super soldier serum. They don't show him taking it, but we know he has because mm-hmm. the way he fights. So he decides that he is going to join. Well, Lamar got kidnapped. Did he not? Or he tried to go investigate and they and they tied him up. I think, yeah, they tied him up. Yeah. So John Walker goes in to try to save him and they all fight. And Carly ends up accidentally killing um, Lamar, mm-hmm. which 
completely enrages John, of course, because that is his best friend. Yeah. And so by the end of the episode, we see him murdering one of the flag smashers in broad daylight in the middle of the street. And people are just... Yeah, he literally smashes him to death with the shield. We see blood all on Captain America's shield and stuff like that. And I think what made it even worse is that the specific flag smasher that he was murdering really admired Captain America. Really? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he really looked up to Captain America and stuff. And so, like, that was just... But, yeah, he's basically... (sighs) murdering this guy beating him to death everybody's recording everybody's shocked and the episode ends and then episode five right yeah i think in episode five after you know this video is circulating of john walker murdering a flag smasher in the street bucky and sam are like yo we need the shield back like you you can no longer be allowed to hold on to the shield and that of course ensues into a fight because john walker does not want to give the shield back he thinks that he still needs it and that he can still do his job and wilson i mean why don't i call him wilson sam and bucky are just like nah and bucky breaks his arm and takes the shield he's like okay I'm, i've had enough and so, forgot to mention, <laughs> in the last episode, while the Dora Milaje and Sam, uh, John, Lamar, and Bucky were fighting, Zemo, in a very El Chapo-like manner, escapes <laughs> under the bathtub and out of the house. <laughs> he took his time. Yeah. He literally, they were fighting, and I was like, this man is going to escape. No one is paying attention to him. And he just casually walked over to the bathroom door and then, like, what does he, he escape through the sewer system or something? Yeah, under the tub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the perfect opportunity. It was. But, yeah. So, in episode five, they ended up running into Zemo again, or Bucky does. He runs into Zemo again in Sokovia, and he gives him over to the Dora Milaje because he don't want beef with Wakanda. He's like, okay, you've been out long enough. And we also see that John Walker, because he murdered someone like that in broad daylight, mm-hmm. they, the military and the government have to, um, I don't think they dishonorably discharge him, but they just, there's another word for it, but they let him go from the um, military and the government and they take his title of Captain America away from him. I mean, like they had to though, cause that, what he did was not very Captain America like, but after this, we see John is approached by this random lady named Valentina. And I found out that she's not even, like, in the comics. I think they just made her up for the show. Okay. Yeah. And she's approached by this lady who basically says, like, we're going to need you later. Like, we need you for, like, you know, some off-the-books missions that we can't have the real Captain America do. So... What else happens in this episode? Um, um, Wilson I- gives his suits to his sidekick Torres, mm-hmm. who we don't really see that often. Like he pops up here and there, but he's not like yeah. the main character or like a main character. But apparently, in the comics, he becomes a Falcon. 
yeah yeah i heard that yeah but sam goes to see isaiah bradley again Mm -hmm. and they basically have a discussion about how you know what it means to be a black man and be captain america and isaiah bradley gives this like really really good speech about how basically like you know the government you know they have done really horrible things to black people in america and that like no sane black person would want to hold that shield and how you know our history has been erased for like 300 years when he said that line i was just like dang like y'all are really getting into it like it makes you can't be like isaiah's character adds a like a level of depth into um sam becoming captain america it's not just him yeah. carrying this shield because his friend gave him to him or he wants to be a, a hero. Him having that shield, you know, is means a lot more to than what and, you would think you yeah, would mean. You, and it might and it honestly could go either way. It could be a bad thing. You could look at it and be like happy about it, but also at the same time, like it's kind of like bittersweet a little bit. That's how I would describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like for this show, I was honestly a little afraid that they were going to do... Because you know how in superhero movies, they do this thing where if there is a black character, mm-hmm. they don't really acknowledge that the character is black. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that <sighs> like, for this when it, one. Yeah, they didn't do that for this one at all. Like When it comes to being like a black person in America, especially, there are like a lot of different outlooks and layers to certain situations Mm -hmm. so for sam to become captain america as a black man that comes with a lot of different things like it's not as simple as him oh here's the shield like it comes with like the question of whether people will accept a black man as captain america or like should he even do it like is is he betraying the black community by doing that because like you just said like it could be a really good thing like oh wow, a black man finally became Captain America, or it could be like, wow, yeah, he, he became Captain America. Like, yeah, you're going to fight for this country who disrespected us, that kind of situation. Like, yeah. So it really puts him between like a rock and a hard place. Like, It's a really tough decision. Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't want to become Captain America in the first place. And I think this is the episode where Bucky is like, dang, like, I didn't realize that, yeah. you know, Steve giving you the shield meant all these other things. Yeah, it is. I think it... Uh, this is episode five, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely this episode then, yeah. Yeah. And so, later on, we see Bucky and Sam. They decide this to go back to Sam's hometown in Louisiana and finally help fix the family boat that uh sam has and we get this cute like montage of um you know sam just being at home with his family and bucky awkwardly being there and flirting with sam's sister which is hilarious hi sarah i was like okay the the okay. way he said hi to her i was like okay i see you i see you sam also saw him he turned around like no hey what you doing that's my sister yeah it was so funny if like the day the episode came out there were already edits on tiktok shipping oh, like my. um bucky and sarah i was like y'all are so fast <laughs> all they want is to see 
Marvel knows that a lot of characters want to see Sam happy. And yeah, Sam and uh, Bucky. Bucky, Bucky, yeah, both, yeah, but Bucky happy because he's been through a lot. And so seeing that little scene of him shooting his shot in a way is like, I don't know, yeah. it's just so nice to see. Yeah, I think in this show, it was like really refreshing to see him be like an actual person and not yeah. this like intimidating killer or whatever, Flash, or like a hero or doing you know, constantly fighting or something, you know? Yeah, he was just being goofy, like, being himself, kind of. <laughs> domestic bucket, but... that's what they were giving us. <laughs> Literally domestic. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so at the end of this, uh, mo- this scene where they're fixing up the boat and stuff and fixing up the house... Bucky gives this briefcase from Wakanda to Sam, and everybody's like, ooh, what is this? Like, he doesn't show us in the briefcase. And so they also have, like, a training montage of Bucky basically showing Sam how to properly throw uh, the Captain America shield so that it returns back to him and stuff like that. And then we end with the Flag Smashers basically showing them planning to attack the GRC conference in New York City in... Uh, we and then we see John Walker building his like <laughs> great value Captain America shield. I did not see that scene. I'm reading this recap, and now it was after the credits, right? Um, I felt like it was was it after the credits. I uh... I just don't. That makes sense to me because. Okay, I know I'm going a little further, but in episode six, when John Walker drops the shield he made and it's smashed up. Yeah, that... okay, so it was it was in an after credit scene. Like, okay. it was, like, mid-credits. Okay, then I didn't see it because that made more sense to me because I, I didn't see that scene. So episode six, when I saw John Walker's um, shield messed up, that made more sense to me because I've never seen a Captain America shield look like that. Yeah, he was literally in a garage, like with a hammer and like, uh, like a fire, a, a blowtorch, and all that. Literally making the shield from scraps and all this other stuff. But yeah, and then going into like the very, very last episode. Unfortunately, this series was only six episodes, but it was good. It was really good. Which I did not. Know. Um, I found out it was only six episodes on episode five. So, I was oh, really? Yeah. I think the reason I found out because I looked up like when it would end, and I was like, mm-hmm. only six weeks. What's going on here? And then I found out that like Loki is not airing until the summer, and I was like, oh my god, like no Marvel shows <laughs> like for the next three months. Dang. Leaving us dry. But yeah, we see uh Sam wearing his brand new Falcon suit, courtesy of the Wakandans. So. You know, it's all high tech and stuff because they're a super, super, super uh, developed country. They have like all the best tech and whatnot. If you haven't seen Black Panther, you should watch it because it's really interesting. But Sam goes to New York to stop the Flag Smashers from killing the people in the GRC and stopping that whole attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is assisted, of course, by Bucky, Carter, and John Walker, surprisingly, who you know, wants to redeem himself. Yeah. And so we see there's like a whole bunch of cool fight sequences showing Sam and his new outfit and what he can do now. And we also see Agent Carter 
uh, confronting this guy she hired to spy on Carly named Bartrock or Batrock. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he, she basically had hired him to join the flag smashers to spy on Carly because as it was revealed, uh, agent Carter is the power broker. (laughs) And I feel like if you didn't like look at any fan theories, you were surprised but for people who probably like were looking at theories after each episode, they probably weren't surprised at all that she was a power broker. Yeah, this is what I meant by like, I <laughs> really didn't pay attention to her character. So I was surprised when I found out she was a power broker. Yeah. Like the only reason why like I wasn't surprised because I, when I watch stuff like this, I usually after each episode, I'll go watch like a recap of all the Easter eggs and stuff and like go on Twitter and see what people are talking about. And people were like, they had this theory that she was the power broker from like the second episode, I mean the third episode when they first went to Madripoor. So I was like, Oh wow, she really is. (laughs) And so we see Sam trying to like, for the final time, you know, reason with Carly and have a peaceful resolution, but agent Carter kills her before this Carly and Agent Carter were having this discussion. Carly knew, I'm pretty sure she knew that Agent Carter was the power broker or whatever. Yeah. And so Agent Carter is basically trying to get Carly to like stop this whole thing and to work for her. And Carly was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so she, does she shoot her or something happens or Agent Carter is shot as she's yeah. on the floor. Cause um, and Carly, Sam, Agent Sharon, okay. Agent Carter, whatever Carter shoots um, Bartrock, and yeah. Carly uses that moment to shoot her, and so she's on the ground, and then the whole fight yeah. sequence with um, Cap- the new Captain America, um, Sam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she's she got shot by Carly, and she's on the ground, and that's when Sam walks in and sees her on the ground. Yeah. So it makes it look like that, you know. Agent Carter was just shot, like, trying to, you know, complete the mission. Like, she's not a bad guy or anything like that. And so, while Carly and Sam are fighting, Carly the whole time is trying desperately to get Sam to, like, actually attack her and fight back. And Sam, of course, being the pacifist that he is, well, he's not a pacifist, but he just really wants a peaceful ending with Carly. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I don't want Carly. Yeah, exactly. Like, he understands the reason why she's doing what she does. He just doesn't agree with her methods. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she's trying her best to get him to fight back, and he just won't fight back. And so they continue on like this until Agent Carter just ends up shooting Carly and killing her. Yeah. And so after this, we see... It's like a whole bunch of action sequences. We see John Walker saving a group of people on... It was either John or... No, I think it happened twice. So John saves people on that... that uh, In the van, right? Like, he was about to fall and he saves them. Either he, he or Bucky to. does that. He tries to, but then the flag smashers grab onto him. And so they all fall down. And then the car starts... The, the van or car starts to fall down. And that's when Sam comes from underneath. Um, okay. And helps it fly back up. Or Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and so the remaining of the super soldier flag smashers are caught by John and Bucky, and 
they're supposed to be sent to the raft. But Zemo, who is in the raft currently, because like I said a couple minutes ago, um, Bucky gave him to the Dora Milaje. Zemo, <laughs> who had been planning the whole time to get rid of all super soldiers, has them killed. <laughs> Basically, Zemo instructed his butler to blow up the car that the Flash Smashers were in when they were getting arrested. Yeah. So he completes his mission. <laughs> and then, said, what, well, make sure. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. He got plans after plans after plans. Like the whole time this man had one goal and he, he met that goal. <laughs> he made sure he did. That is some true dedication. No, for real. He had this shit. He had to have this shit planned out on his head. In his head. Yeah, I, like I'm pretty sure that time when he ran away from um when he ran away while the Dormelage were fighting everybody else, he probably went to his butler and he was like, Look, bro, I'm about to go to jail for a long time. Mm-hmm. Need you to do something for me. I want, <laughs> I want one of my missions <laughs> to be to go <laughs> right through. even exactly. He's like, This is my last wish. <laughs> but yeah. And so, you know, everything the day is saved. Um Sam gives this amazing speech, a really long speech, but still mm-hmm. a good speech, um, to like the senator and the leader of the GRC in front of like CNN. And he's like, I'm the new Captain America. You guys need to do what's right. You can't just go and deport people out of their homes. I get mm-hmm. that you want to help people who came back from the blip, but people live in these places now. You need to do better. You can't just deport people. And so he ends up changing his mind and saving the day. And the GRC stops their plan to force people to go back to their home countries. Um, John Walker redeems himself uh, and is pardoned, I think. Or, well, I don't think he's pardoned. I think he's allowed to... Um, he's, he's not taking on the Captain America name again, but he's mm-hmm. officially hired by that Valentina lady. Yeah. Basically. He and, becomes um, the U.S. agent. Which really yeah, confuses me. I'm, is that his name? Is his name Agent or U.S. Agent? I don't. Yeah, in the comic books, he's known as U.S. Agent or like Dark Captain America. That's an interesting name, U.S. Just right. re- constantly referring to this man. Um, no, I'd call him I by think, a name. <laughs> I feel like it's because like so his job is to basically do the dirty work, like the missions, mm-hmm. those kind of missions that the government wants done, but it shouldn't be attached with the U S and stuff like that. Mm. So they just kind of call him this vague name to keep his identity secret or something. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, then we see agent Carter get pardoned who we all know is the flag smasher. Mm -hmm. And so after she gets pardoned, she walks up the room on the phone. She's like, Oh, I can't give you guys. I don't know who she's talking to. Maybe she's talking to like some other criminals, (laughs) but she's like, I can't give you guys a super soldier serum, but I can get you some government documents and (laughs) some weapons and all the other stuff. And so I feel like she'll probably be like the main villain or maybe like not the main one, but a major villain in the new Captain America movie that's coming out. Yep. And we, yeah, we see, uh, Sam, he goes to Isaiah Bradley and shows him the new memorial that he got created in honor of him, which was really nice. Um, yep. And that, is the end of the entire series. What did you think of it? Um, here's my thing. As I said in the beginning, I 
when it comes to the Falcon and Bucky, I knew nothing about them at all. Like I knew they were in the film. And when it comes to Bucky, I don't remember much of his character besides he was under the control, did a lot of bad things. And I think he killed Iron Man's parents. Right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was it. That's all. And I knew he was Steve's best friend. That was it. I don't remember about him at all. And then when it came to Falcon, same thing. And so this was like, this was a nice introduction into their characters because I've watched so many interviews of Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan, yeah. So I know their dynamic and I think, um, and I love their interviews together, but when it came to their characters, I had no connection to them. I knew nothing about them. And so I honestly loved that this story gave a little bit of a background character character to them. Um, especially for people like me who just watch Marvel movies because I think it's cool. I have no like knowledge of any of the background or stories or anything. And this is like a good introduction into them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like for me, of course, I knew a lot about um, the Winter Soldier because like Captain America, the Winter Soldier is like my favorite Marvel movie out of like all the movies. Really? And so I've, yeah, I I really like that movie. So I've seen it like a lot of, like a lot and I researched um like when I was like in high school and middle school I would Mm -hmm. always like research Marvel stuff so I knew Mm -hmm. a lot about his character Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed how they showed Bucky like just not being like this dark mysterious brooding like anti-hero type guy like he we got to see him trying to live a normal life and then as far as, like, Sam, like, we don't ever get, like, too much information about his character at mm-hmm. all. Like, they don't really go into his character. And so the fact that they really, like, you know, showed his life and everything, showed, like, the way he thinks, how he feels about becoming Captain America and mm-hmm. whatnot, I thought that was really good. I can't tell if I like this more than WandaVision. Both are, like, equally as good to me, but I definitely really enjoyed the show. Yes, yeah, Like, really, really enjoyed it. This definitely felt... It, like for me when we were watching when we talked about WandaVision it wasn't until the end of WandaVision that I really got a sense like oh this show is to set up the next movie that's coming out with her and yeah. Doctor Strange this one it really felt like that like I was like oh we're getting we have to do this in order to under, you know in order to understand the next movie that's coming out it really felt like a setup for um, Sam as Captain America and for Bucky and his I guess I don't know so I don't something wolf I don't know whatever his character is oh white a, wolf but white, only Wakandans call him that okay okay then just um an introduction into Bucky that is not this not the winter soldier you know more than that yeah yeah isn't this the most and I like- he's ever had does he talk in any of the other films he you know what's funny there was this whole joke that in the Winter Soldier, he really didn't have that many lines, right? Like, he was yeah. just wearing his mask. And I think in some of the other movies, he had lines, but I'm pretty sure this is, like, the most he's talked. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's talked a lot in this movie. And, like, I forgot to mention, too, I like how, like, in this series, they showed how the blip affected the world. Because we, mm-hmm. we know how... Thanos' snap affected everyone. But we didn't get to see, like, the effects of everyone coming back. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't make it to where everybody came back and everything was good again. Like, they showed, like, no, everyone came back 
and it created more chaos like it wasn't all happy because when they came back you know things got messed up because they were used to a certain way of life and now they have to you know do all this different stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah did you learn anything new while watching this i mean aside from like about Uh, like sam and bucky i guess only from when i was researching the little easter eggs as i i said before nothing gets to me more than realizing how detailed marvel is about everything learning about yeah. like how Isaiah, the boy that lived with Isaiah is part of that. What is that group of the kids who become? Oh, the young Avengers. Yes. Like that. Like, yeah, I was going to talk about that too. That. Or the fact that, um, the new, the, sorry, I can't remember his name. The guy that was working with Sam in the beginning of the show, Torres, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. And Torres. he becomes a new Falcon or anything like that. Like that's, um, it's that was you know it was just little easter egg things is what i learned yeah yeah i same for me like um i eli bradley who is isaiah bradley's son yeah you know in the comics he is a hero called the patriot he's a super soldier and he becomes a super soldier because i think i didn't read too detail into it but it says something about his grandfather gave him a blood transfusion mm-hmm. and so that's how he became a super soldier and you know this guy is the leader of the young avengers and so i thought that was interesting because yeah he's like the captain america basically of the young avengers but in wandavision they showed like two other young avengers characters too and they also showed a young avengers character in ant-man so like that kind of shows you like they're really setting this up for Mm -hmm. the future but yeah, um, I put on this this outline that we have for the show predictions, but I don't really have any predictions. Yeah. Too much happened. I'm like, the ending was very final to me. Like, and yeah. it was very much okay. He is now Captain America. Here you go. Yeah, and and as I said, I don't know much about the story for him, so I literally could not. I could not even. Besides the fact that. Is that her name? Sharon? Yeah, Sharon Um, Carter. Besides that, I think she will have come... I think her character will come back again. I really don't know what this next Captain America movie could be about. Yeah, same for me. Um, I think in some of the videos I watched, they were mentioning, like, Zemo being in charge of this group of villains who are forced to do good things for the government or whatever like a suicide squad type deal yeah. so maybe they'll do something with that in the future oh, but yeah okay. same like yeah i know for sure we're gonna see sharon carter pop up again we're gonna get the captain america 4 movie captain america 4 movie but yeah as far as predictions like nothing that no one already has talked about basically like everybody knows things that are going to happen in the next movie like general things at least so Mm -hmm. but yeah overall i would give this series um i want to give it a 10 out of 10 but like i feel like i give everything a 10 as far as marvel (laughs) so i'll give it like a 9.5 i'll give it a, a, a 9 out of 10 i'll say that yeah yeah but yeah, that is all um, of our thoughts and the kind of like a general recap of the show. Of course, uh, the next Marvel show that will be coming out is like the Loki show, which I'm really, really looking uh, no, forward to. Me that's too. Like one of my favorite. Did you see characters. the clip for it? A clip of like, um, yeah, where he, I don't know, they were like, "You're a liar" or something like that, and 
or I don't know. It was just so the clip itself that I saw for it made me so excited to watch that show. Yeah, like I have never seen Doctor Who, but for some reason, like <laughs> the clips that I've seen, the commercials is giving me like Doctor Who time travel <laughs> vibes and stuff like that. And like it's gonna be like a crime thriller also, oh, which is gonna God. be cool. What what's the yeah. date? What's the date for the second one? Let me look it up. I think Loki is I know for sure it's not coming off like another few months. Please don't say July. And I can do June, but I'm gonna be a little sad if it's not coming if it's coming out in July. It's coming out June eleventh. Okay, okay, I can do that. I can do a little bit Damn, more than they a month. filmed this one in Atlanta also. Of course. <laughs> like, oh <my. laughs> they film everything here now, dang. Okay, but we yeah. got like a month, a little bit more than a month. Okay. I'm kind of sad though. Like I need something to watch. Just, <laughs> like, I guess in in this time I could rewatch the Marvel movies. I guess I don't want to, but you know, <laughs> Maybe something I can go to fill that. The Captain America movies, so I can finally get. Yeah, because whenever we watch this these Marvel things, I always have the urge to like look more into Marvel and get like mm-hmm. more Marvel content. Yeah. Dang, it will only this one will only be six episodes. Also, they're. Oh my. <sighs> Okay, is it? I can do it if it's an hour long. If they hit me, oh yeah, of course, of course, I would literally be so sad. Yeah, I I feel like they're definitely gonna do hour long episodes, but only six, only six weeks. So I guess what's gonna happen is like literally we're gonna get this movie. I mean, this show. It's not a movie. Mm -hmm. And then is it uh, Black Widow or Shang Chi that's coming out next? Oh girl, I have no clue. Okay, so Shang Chi and the Ten Rings is September third, and Black Widow is July 9th. Okay, so we'll get okay. Black Widow, then I think we'll get Shang Chi right after, which is okay. cool or whatever. Another Marvel filled year. Wonder how long they'll be around. Honestly, <laughs> like from from all the content they have, I I don't even know. Probably years. Yeah. Like they they started popping off when I was in middle school and like so basically my half of my life has been Marvel like. stuff. So like will they just continue on for like the next fifty years? They probably could. I would not be surprised. That would be so crazy. Like think about like fifty years from now, we're gonna see like Avengers twenty five or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're gonna see all new people, but yeah, that was the end of the episode. If you have like any feedback or like any theories you want to discuss with us of course you can reach us at all on all social media platforms at c-o-m-m-n-t-d um of course we have plenty of other episodes on other topics like music food video games uh k-dramas c-dramas uh c-movies i don't think we've done any japanese like live action dramas and movies we probably should do one because i heard they're wild or they're really wild That'd that'd be a good one to do yeah but that is all thank you so much bye bye